If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now, go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, Matt Ford. And me, John Richardson. This is the podcast where we follow the highs and lows of the FPL teams of some of the country's funniest people. This week we'll be joined by comedian and descendant of actual royalty, Josh Whittacombe. But first, John, let's talk about game week 12. As anyone who follows us on social media will know, you now lead me. um, Yeah. Ten weeks to two. Only yes. two weeks out of the last 12 have I won. You won again this week. What was if the this, secret of your success? If this scorecard were a driving position, this is the first week we would pass our test. Yeah? You what? Like that? 10 to 2. Oh, nice. That's how you're supposed to grasp the wheel. That's right. Left hand at 10, right hand at 2. Not the other way around. You really fail if you do that. Never way cross your arms. So what's interesting this week is I had a bad week and I didn't enjoy it. I It was one of those weekends where after a certain point, I just stopped opening the app. Some weeks you think, oh, yeah, I can't wait for this next game. And oh, if that person does well, and oh, I'll just have a little check. By like mid-afternoon on the Saturday, I was like, just let's end this. It just got to the point where I thought, why don't we all just have Cancelo, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Mo Salah, and then any one of Conor Gallagher or a few others, and we'll all Trent just score the same. Pick the same. I've been drinking since. I don't know if that comes across. I'll tell you what I have had that may have scorched my mouth. I've had three curries in six days this week. Wow, 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 wow. Talk me through them all. All from the same place. Become addicted to one particular curry house that just does exceptional tasty curries so i had two takeaways i had a takeaway when lucy was out she got in (laughs) smell it got all jealous so we had another one another one the next night and then a few nights after i took a colleague uh to eat in um and we had a few jars and i had another curry and that sounds suspect what do you mean a colleague you don't have colleagues well our friends felt weird to say friend um, so what, like a local, a new friend from Sheffield that you haven't told me about? A very old friend, someone I've known since I was 11 years old. Your dad? <laughs> very nice. Very Jeremy Kyle. Well done. No, I went oh, with good. my friend and at the end I, why I was... Are you a... so, why are you being so shifty about who this mate is? Well, I don't want to... He doesn't listen to the podcast. It feels Do like I an intrusion it? on his privacy. Do his I name's it? Alan. Yeah, I know Alan. Yeah, you know Alan. Why don't you just say my mate Alan then? Because it just sounds laddie, doesn't it? I did my laddie stuff last week about like driving a transit van and all that stuff. This doesn't week I'm laddie. I'm embracing my other side where I talk sweet. about lentil and vegetable curries. What I'm trying to do is build a relationship where I can come in, open my little coat pocket, <sighs> uh, and inside I've got a little bag of vegan chicken pieces, and I say, listen. We'll we'll turn a blind eye to the food safety guys. Oh, you God. stick that in my curry, and if I get the, shit, I won't say anything. But that's what I want. That's the dream. That's really good. Three in six days. I, I think I think my record was three in a day. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I worked at Stoke on Trent, I had one for breakfast, like leftovers. Then I had yeah. one at the work canteen and then ordered one when I got home. When you think oh, of it like that. The canteen one is a cheeky one, isn't it? Because that's that's actually a sort of palate cleanser. Because British canteen cuisine curry is rubbish. Well, so I'll tell you what, mate. It was pretty It was pretty damn good. You yeah, still nice remember it? it? Yeah, yeah. It was Joe Frazee. Remember it very clearly. Because 
rather like when I was at school within, I mean, I had a relationship with the people in this canteen that it sounds like you want with your local curry house. Mm. Within a couple of weeks, they were giving me extra scoops. They knew I was a, a hungry boy and they would, um, they'd feed me up and I was happy to be expanded by these people. You know, the work was expanding my mind. The lunch was expanding my, my belly. <laughs> by the uh, by the third curry you sort of have to keep upping the ante i went for the hottest one which is their sort of vindaloo equivalent and the next <gasps> wow. day the combination of alcohol and what that does to your need to go to the toilet with the chili heat when the chili oh. is literally blended into the sauce and you can't hide with a jalfrezi you can pick them out when they're blitzed into the sauce and it's that glowing red you i mean like passing knives it was just it it was awful to the point where you become one of those old you know when you get a mate who gets to a certain age who says you know just can't enjoy drinking anymore because like the next day's a write-off and i just you know i just it's not worth it i'm not there yet i'll happily write off a day but i must admit that was the curry that made me think i'm not doing this again passing knives sounds like um the sort of act you'd get on britain's got talent what what a what a heck of a surprise that'd be for the audience. Always a knife passer, this next one. Yeah. I'm John Richardson and I'm passing knives. <laughs> Ironically, <laughs> I would have got a red X for that. And I, <laughs> I had one to begin with. I took Ooh. a minus four this week, Matthew. And that was instantly, I brought in uh, San Maximan. He scored 10. So that, that justifies my minus four straight away. That yeah, makes no, that score good business. 10. He, he got 10 points. Well, yeah, 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 sure. Come on. You got, yeah, let's let's get the terminology right, even if you can't play the actual game. Yeah. Um, I scored 59. The average was 57. I'm calling that a bad week. Uh, Harry Kane did what I wanted him to do as a Leeds fan and was awful, but uh, Spurs still beat Leeds, which we don't need to go into. Mo Salah as captain, again, no-brainer. I take no pride in it. Reese James, take no pride in that. We all know he's good. <laughs> Literally, I, I had two players not start, Gabriel Jesus and Rafinha. No warning Rafinha wasn't going to play. That's There was no one on the bench. When you lose a player who doesn't play and the player that comes in scores zero, so Rafinha didn't play, I thought, oh, at least he'll, he'll come off and I'll get someone off the bench. Ben White comes on for a zero. So literally, they've wasted their time even doing that change for me. Um, but, you know, it's just an appalling week. And and I've, I've had it with Kai Havertz. I've had it with Ben Rama. So I'll be taking, and I'll tell you this now, I don't mind showing my hand early. Double game week coming up next week. I'm going to take a minus four or a minus eight anyway, because Ben Rama cannot survive in this team. I don't yeah. think he scored more than two points for what feels like six years now. I just think West Ham are very good. So I think I'm going to hold on to him. I have made a change at the back going into... GW13. Of course, you've already done it. Got rid of Andy. Oh, God. Yeah. Why do I keep doing that? <laughs> you know what? I've actually got in my phone, in my calendar, a weekly reminder that's set up for every Friday at 11 a.m. It says, reminder, check FPL team, you f-ing idiot. <laughs> I'll send you, you a got screen. Your phone on it. silent or something. I just, it's. And what it needs to be is not check, but I need reminders on other days to go, don't sign players until Friday. But. Mm. I got rid of Andy Robertson. He's he, he, gone. Too expensive a bauble, and I brought in uh, Cancelo from uh, Manchester City. Oh, that's what I want to do, and now there's no point because we'll just have the same team. Well, see, this I've, is what's frustrating I've this season. And, and I texted, uh, I texted our other league friend Russell Howard this week because he's gone ahead of me this week, and he really enjoyed it. And he's been texting me all weekend, like, "Oh, the pigs are going to have you." Um, what do you mean by that? Oh, the flying team are called the flying piglets. Sounds like Brick Top Tony in Snatch. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to feature to him. They can go through eight pounds of flesh like butter. Hence a phrase, as greedy as a pig. Talk to me about your team. And now you've brought Cancelo and annoys me because I texted Russell and I said, I want to bring in Cancelo, but it's pointless because then we're all going to end up with the same team. And he said the same thing. I call him Cancelo, am I wrong? Yeah, you are wrong, yeah. But, you know, you've, you've made clear your commitment to not pronounce foreign words properly for fear of, you know, losing the vote, the, <laughs> you know, or whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is that makes you refuse to say chorizo. Chorizo. It's chorizo, mate, isn't it? It's chorizo. It... And a Pete Rone. <laughs> Pete, Pete Rone right. pizza. I'll have a pizza, mate. Yeah? <laughs> I did think it was pizza until embarrassingly <laughs> late in my life, but that's... <laughs> 
That's for another day. Um, so I brought in Cancelo for Robertson. And, uh, you know, my team didn't do too bad. It was below average. That was a high yeah, score. They really did. Average was, yeah, they did. I'm it's looking good at 45. it now. It's got 45. Take out Reese James and Mo Salah. Yeah, Talk to Captain me about the Salah. points. Gets me 16. Vardy, two. Antonio, two. Ronaldo, five. Traore. Signed him early. Mm. Going to have to look at offloading him. Um, the advantage, I think, is obviously, because I did a lot to bring in very expensive players, that does give me a bit of wiggle room. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. To have, <laughs> to have some expensive signings. But yeah, it, not a great week. 45 points. The average was 57. The highest, 135. Uh, it was embarrassing. Uh, and I felt very bad about 135 it. 135 is outrageous, isn't it? Who and that's the, the team that that literally... I mean, fair play up front, Dennis. That That's a good shout. Apart you know, from no, that. no, no, no. Because I had Dennis. I had him. Can you, you know, imagine how I feel? I, I don't imagine him. you feel as bad as Russell Howard, who had him on the bench. Oh, yeah, maybe. left fourteen points sitting on the bench. But the back four this week of of the uh, the league leader: Cancelo, James, Rudiger, Alexander Arnold. That's like that's becoming the new Salah. Well, of course you've got those four at the back, and the combined points there, absolutely insane. That's like sixty points just from your back four. I mean, if you're Captain James, you know what I mean? You're just in a different world, aren't you? I really yeah. do want to bring in Trent Alexander-Arnold. So I'm, I'm going to, might do myself that as a Christmas present. Uh, take a minus? Oh, yeah. Yeah, if it came to it, yeah. Potentially. Okay. Um, Where now... are we at with the curse? The curse. Because people listening, I still had that little twinge of, you know, do it. Because I haven't got him and I want him to go bad. And if you bring him in, it'll go bad. But do you feel accursed at the moment? Or do you think you've managed to get rid of it? I think the problem was Kane was so crucial to the curse mm. that it felt like it, just having him. In a way, even though my form is still terrible, it, I, I, I can't honestly say that I feel like it's a curse. But obviously I don't want to not let people think that I'm magic somehow. Yeah, just to just to go into the form. So you are still twenty fifth in the league, uh, God. behind uh, still behind Rob Beckett, who as oh, we no. know has only looked at his team once, and that was the week we had him on the podcast. So you are you are losing ground to an idling car. Um, yeah. So you know, re- really, really bad. Five hundred nine points. You are now two hundred and seventy eight points behind the leader, Ian Sterling. Yeah, I'm a bit off the pace. Um, yeah. And obviously, because I lost this game week, I've had to do a forfeit. And yes, please. That forfeit was to write a 60-second children's story that will be better than anything that Jamie and Rebecca Vardy will write. So, here we go. You ready? Do you want any music or sound effects, or is it just as is? I think I'll just, I think I'll just do it in delivery. Yeah, I'll sure. I'll just let okay. myself tell this thing. Right, That's what the kids like, you know. Choose your personality. Strip it back, man. It's like MTV Unplugged. This is just like, here's my tunes. You know what I mean? Here's my ideas. And are you offering this out to the to the Beeb for for book at bedtime or anyone who wants it? Anyone? Yeah, yeah. Let's not restrict it just to our public service. Has it got a title? Uh, Genuinely, the document just says Matt's children's story. Wow. Okay. Fine. So I didn't put that as my one of a series, really. Potentially suggests that even in the title, you're not quite willing to take ownership of it. Who did that? Ah, oh, just some guy called Matt. I know who whose files are all on my laptop. I don't know why I've done that. Anyway, here we go. Stepanov pulled up the collar of his coat. The Moscow cold stabbed his neck like a thousand icy sickles. <laughs> Damn you, Lenin! He cursed under his breath as he made his way to processing. The thin cabbage soup he'd had for breakfast was still bitter on his tongue, but not as bitter as the taste of failure. <laughs> Consolidate the revolution, indeed! He scoffed to himself. Stepanov knew he had to stay alive, and the best way to stay alive was to go unnoticed. But he wouldn't be able to do that today, because today he was planning to do his big morning shit at work, and it was bound to clog up trap one. Hang on. Sorry, I think this is another novel I was writing. Um, <laughs> let me just find... What that is that? One. What is that? What is that? What? That's just another book I'm writing. That was just an idea I had for a kind of... Okay, fine. So that's a, presumably <laughs> some sort of Cold War thriller about a guy who does big shit. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great. Here we go. So here's the kids one. Sorry, I found it now. Here we go. Every village has one, you know. If your village doesn't have one, it just means you haven't discovered it yet. But at some point, maybe tomorrow, maybe the day after, you will encounter this strange little being. It's called a Rico. Sort of human, sort of rodent. No one really knows what it is. Even when it's had a wash, it always looks like it smells of a damp loft. Its funny little voice and weird face are attractive to some people who find it oddly cute. It thinks it's the cleverest and funniest guy in town. But if that's the case, why doesn't he have any friends? Because he drove them all away after playing FPL like a smug prick. <laughs> that it? Yeah, that's it. That's, uh, okay. that's uh, the, the not, Rico. It's it's more of a sort of uh, back of book blurb than an actual. I, I'm missing a narrative. Where does the Rico go? Does it does it sort of by the end? Do you end up liking the Rico? Because it gets not. stomped on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically it. Gets stomped on, and no one likes it. <laughs> well, all, all you've really done is is use the, the children's novel form to insult me. Yeah. Well, all you've done is use FPL to insult me. So now I my... Done that. You've done that yourself, mate. I have a strategy in these forfeits <laughs> to then use them where I can to, to just punch back a bit. I preferred your uh, sort of Russian thriller about the guy who has a big Yeah, Stepanov. Stepanov, yeah. What's his full name? The boss um, has stopped, so I'm Stepanov. No, that would be Jingoistic. Ah, I actually I googled googled Russian surnames that I didn't just invent one. Right, um, okay. So, like you, so you've done research for that other novel. Yeah, man. I'm actual, like Jeffrey Archer. Actual... Go there and I figure it out. I look at the red square. I figure out how many paces it is. It is you know. What other ways are you like Jeffrey Archer? And my writing is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of our other guests, because we had a, 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 a quiet week, we had two guests vying against us. Maisie Adam with a chance to win a Brie Baker uh, in which to put her Leeds United wheel of Brie. She did not beat me this week. Um, so sadly, Maisie Adam will not be receiving the Brie Baker. She captained, uh, and, and I love this, what I will say for her, she had the bravery to captain away from Mo Salah. And I will back anyone who does that uh, this year. I think that's a really brave move. It says, I'm trying to make ground on the people around me. And she scored 20 points for San Maximan ahead of the 16 she would have got for Captain Nemo Salah. So that, for me, that's an exquisite play. And she should well, be rewarded for that. She gets the that. points that she deserves. We all do. I mean, that's the thing about FPL. And she beat you. Yes. She Many beat people you. do, week in, week out. And I have to... Live with that. Bad news for her, I'm sure. But good news for fans of Chris McCausland, who's had a big week. He's been on live at the Apollo, and we can confirm now has won the big box of Pringles. So congratulations to him. Only just, though, 63 points. So not a vintage week for him. A lot of the work being done by Trent Alexander-Arnold, 15 points. So, But for that, he wouldn't have won this week. Well, Chris has sent us a voice note. Um, reflecting uh, on his week, and here it is. Well, I'm not going to lie. I'm surprised I've beaten both of you, if I'm totally honest. When I looked at the end of Saturday, all my players had played. I had no one playing on the Sunday, and um, John was about 20 points behind me or something, with loads of players left playing on the Sunday. Um, so I thought John was going to um, overtake me, um, but I have scraped past him with just four points. For I think I had 63, John, you have 59. For four points is four points in the world, a big, massive, three boxes of Pringles. Uh, so I will, I will take the win. I will celebrate the win. Um, I will celebrate the win with Pringle crumbs all down my jumper. Matt, I mean, I beat you, but that was always on the cards, wasn't it? Um Beating you, Matt, is at fantasy football is like beating me at spot the difference. It's like taking candy from a baby. In fact, I think that's what they should change the saying to, isn't it? Instead of that, we should now say it's like taking Pringles from Matt. Um, look forward to me gift, lads. Uh, keep up the good work. John, try harder. Matt, catch you soon. Cheers.
Now, there are obviously some big news stories this mm. week, the main one being the departure of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer from Manchester United. John, do you feel Ole. sorry for him? Well, His pronunciation's all over the shop this week. What are you talking week? about? You, you can start. <laughs> <laughs> Ole. Ole well, gonna Ole, isn't it? Ollie's at the wheel. Well, Ollie if you want to say about that. Hang on. What's wrong with Ol- my... How did I say it? Ole! Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Ole. I mean, you do mash it up in a particularly Nottingham way. Ole. More my Ole, Ole right? It's gone down there and he's had an awesome not- chips. It's Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, isn't it? It's not short for Oliver, is it? You're not a posh kid. Ole. Ollie, you can't man- manage Manchester United anymore. No, Ollie, someone else's turn. Ollie, I hope please that's don't how cry. they told him. Ollie, you, it, it, it's a weird thing of the modern game, isn't it? That when you hear they're going to have a board meeting to discuss Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer, what they're basically saying is we're going to sack Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer. That board meeting's not going to end with we've had a chat, and we're going to give him a bit longer. Um, there is one thing I did hear about um, Solskjaer that it, it didn't quite put me off him, but I, I found it slightly annoying that on a tactics board in his office. <laughs> he had a number of basically platitudes and it said game management colon simple and effective do the simple things well and with pride go and do your magic play for the team but those um those bullet points remind me more of mm. the sorts of motivational rubbish they have on the walls of telesales i mean i i don't know if you've worked mm. in telesales ever john uh no i've never had the pleasure uh, you know, these these days will come, I'm sure. Hiya! How are your windows? <laughs> yeah, the fine, thanks, mate. Bye. No! Uh, <laughs> I did it for a bit. Summer jobs when I was 16, 17 um, for Anglian Home Improvements. And, windows? oh my God. Yeah, windows, but also soffits and fascias. I still don't know what they are. There was another <laughs> one as well. I'd worked for Cold Seal or Shore Seal. In Nottingham, it was just full of these places, right? Ron Seal? wasn't Rod Seal, no, it was like Cold Seal or something like that. There was Cold Seal and Heat Seal. They were rivals. I really didn't understand what the difference was. Um, but anyway, the, we had this manager called Norman, and he'd written on these luminous cards all around the office, like, sweet as a nut, Nottingham, and stuff like that, to like, try and keep you motivated. Um, he then tried to do me out of my wages, and I threatened legal action. So, you know, the people who put motivational... Uh, I was going to say lyrics, slogans on the wall aren't always the motivators they think they are. Sometimes those are the people trying to do you out of a few quid. I mean, I this this thing of motivational things on the wall, I, I can't really criticise during the during the dark years. In um, first the bed set of Bristol and then Swindon, I did uh, <laughs> handwrite onto various pieces of uh, different coloured card segments I liked from Paolo Coelho's The Alchemist and The Manual of the Warrior of Light, and I stuck them on my kitchen worktops to sort of motivate myself and make myself a bit less uh, depressed in the dark times. I remember seeing them, and, and I thought it was really cool. I mean, obviously, the difference is you were writing them for yourself, so you knew what you wanted to motivate. It's mm, not just mm. sweet as a nut. Imagine you'd written that no, around your bedroom. Sweet as a nut is particularly bad. Did, did sweet that... as a nut! Imagine you brought anyone back and they're like, what's that? <laughs> You're like, oh, I've just got motivational quotes all around my house. That's as sweet as a nut, Nottingham. You've never even been there. <laughs> and, uh, John, for those of us that haven't read The Warrior of Light, yeah. is it is it what age group is it aimed at? Oh, depressed adults. It's not a kids okay. book. It's you know, it's firmly you know, Coelho knows his audience. I wonder if for a forfeit this week, it should have something to do with like samurai or uh, something like that. Warriors. Yeah, we, well, here's here's my suggestion. So we could do something about samurai becoming stronger, or uh, a calendar has been released this week, which is twelve shots of Jack Grealish's calves. And I wonder whether we take 12 pictures. We replicate the cover stance, if you will. And okay, the, the calves on his legs. He hasn't got a farm. No, but that's a lovely twist. Shot 12 on the, our, our calendar. But I think whoever loses this week has to take 12 pictures trying to replicate uh, the Jack Graylish calendar. The what? And Jack Graylish. 
Graylish now. Jack Grealish? You take the mick out of me for chorizo. It's Grealish. Everyone knows it. I mean, I'm looking at a picture of his legs. It's all I can do to speak. They're wonderful calves. They're very I mean, his beautiful. His legs are out of this world. He's got hourglass there's a, legs. There's a shot for me that needs to be Christmas where he's sort of leaping in the air. And I, I, the strength of a calf is in, you know what to do to make your calves look good. You know, slightly raise the heel and lean forward. Show show what you've got. He's in midair, so he can't possibly be tensing it because he's got no purchase on the ground. But... It's like a toffee apple tucked into his sock. <sighs> it's absolutely beautiful. And you, and you can see the package as well. Um, so, you know, we can either do something spiritual or the loser can take embarrassing pictures. And don't forget, do you know what? What? Do you know what? Um, well, there's, it's a double game week, isn't it? There's games midweek and at the end of the week. Ooh. So it, it could be a double forfeit week. What are you suggesting then, Re, the, uh, the forfeit to do with uh, spirituality? You have to uh, buy a samurai sword and get arrested within an hour. <laughs> I can get arrested without a samurai sword, mate. The old road rage has uh, reared its ugly head again has this it? week. I composed a tweet. This is how I manifest my anger now. Ooh. Composed a tweet and just stopped myself short. But uh, I was going to tweet. Um, just got back from dropping my daughter at school and... Uh, Congratulations to everyone celebrating this year's National Drive Like a Cup Day. Didn't realise it had come around so soon. Guess we'll have to wait three days till the next one. Oh, um, lovely. Yeah, but I thought, don't, you know, don't send that. Lovely Just... tickle on the end. The suggestion that it's, you know, it's a regular thing. Yeah, cheeky. I mean, I spent nice. a lot of time. I spent two hours tailgating someone, uh, composing it. So, you know. Um, God, you like only a... What's it? Bumper Bumper cleave. <laughs> well, we are tend to be the tailgatees, don't we? You and I have both had experiences which we've spoken about in the past on this podcast. Yeah. Um, and I'm absolutely, absolutely, my goodness. Oh, pronunciation's gone to hell, man. Absolutely not condoning tailgating. It's very dangerous. It makes me very angry. Got to be illegal, isn't it? If not, it should be. Do you know what I do when someone tailgates me? My my driving instructor taught me this, Jamie. Yeah. If you yeah. simply tap the brake, not actually applying it, oh, the yeah. light the light will come on. It's not it can, a race. Can feel like one though, can't it? That's the problem. Yeah. Well, you know, you just think, where are these people rushing to? I used to you know, when I lived in Swindon, you get all these cars tailgating me around the ring road. I think, you, you know, where are you going? We're on the ring road north of Swindon. Do you know what I mean? It's not succession. You're not on your way to break a multi-million-pound deal, are you? <laughs> Here's another um here's another possible forfeit. Yeah. Inspired by as you, as we were discussing the managerial merry go round this week. That's a term that comes up around Christmas and every time. The old, the old Premier League managerial merry go round kicked off okay. again this week. Hold that thought. When was the last time you actually went on a merry go round? Oh, very recently. Like Really? Was it good? No, it's awful. They're oh. too slow and nauseating. Where are you on big rides? I went on the Pepsi Max big one this year for the sitcom. Absolutely loved it. I think I'd bottle it, you know. Would you? Yeah, I think since I went to Thorpe Park and bottled it on one of those rides, it's kind of in my head now. Did you bottle it? You never bottled it. You got off. I got off. What was the one (gasps) there with Paul McCaffrey and Carl Donnelly? Donnelly of Love. I'm not doing this, lads. It's all getting a bit weird. It's this one where they fight. So I'd just been on Saw, the ride, and it was a poor... Remember I had that DVD of it? Yes! Oh, man. <laughs> it was awful. You used to watch it all the time. I know. It was so funny. <laughs> I looked like a man being, like, waterboarded or something. It's like torture. <laughs> Let me find out. Can I see I'm... that again? Where is it? I want I've it. it. I've got it somewhere, you know. I want it back in my life. I've got it somewhere. Let me just see what rides have got Thought Park. So I've been on that, and I was shaken bad. Really, because they freak you out. Stealth. That was it. This is this one where they fire you at an upright. And uh, I was still discombobulated from sore. I went on a thing called Logger's Leap just to um, <laughs> calm down. And uh, <laughs> then we went on this stealth thing. And we sat there. And as the... You know the big thing that comes down over your head to hold you in? Yeah. Was coming down. I, I sort of thought big about gym. it for a second. Yeah, I just went, um, 
Uh, uh, no, I want to get off. I'm, I'd like to get off. Excuse me. <laughs> There's like a queue of kids all there. I go, excuse me, who works here? Who works here? I need to get off, please. And McCaffrey's going, oh, he's joking. I'm going, I'm not joking. I'm not. I'm not. You have to let me off. You have to let me off. Please, please, please. Don't start the ride. Please don't start the ride. They're like, all right, all right. We'll let you off. I was like, well, then please do. Please. Okay, we're going to let you off. You get Please, very posh when it. you're frightened. Do it now. Uh, one would rather appreciate it. Oh, man. What and would then you I'd do just... if you ever got mugged? Look, you can have it, but there's nothing in there. <laughs> I have been mugged many times. And, uh, yeah, I don't think I ever went posh. But then I, what else did we got? Oh, we went on one called the Detonator. The ones that are like the Big Ben rides that you get. It's just that straight drop. And it feels like you're coming out of the damn thing. And you know what really annoys me? Now, listen up, um, <laughs> park resort providers um, of any scale or stature. If you're going to do a countdown, don't muck about with it. The moment it goes three, two, one, the next beat should be the drop. Don't then let people dangle there. Yeah, but that's the bit, isn't it? But that's sick. There's a bit on the big one where just as the thing is about to take off, a noise just goes... Like that oh. behind you. And I said to the guy, Horrible. what is that? Is that like a piston? And he went, nah, it's just a noise to freak people out. That's, That's it. That's horrible, it's, isn't it? It's already enough, isn't it, to be dangled over Blackpool, hurtling towards Blackpool at 200 miles an hour or whatever it is. I was going to say then that the forfeit, after Dwight York applied for the uh, villa job and they didn't even reply, should be to apply for a job um, that you don't want. But... It's got to be a sort of roller coaster based forfeit. I, I if you haven't got time to have a pint with a doc, I'm guessing you haven't got time to go no, on a roller coaster. No. If you lose this week, will you upload the video of you on that roller coaster? The thing is, I need to find. I, do you know what? I know it's in a box somewhere. I, I can't guarantee I'm going to be able to find it this week. If I ever find it, I will immediately stick it online. Don't worry. So if you have a suggestion for a roller coaster based forfeit or just a particularly good one, it doesn't have to be. We'll keep the Jack Grealish calendar one for now. We will be doing two podcasts next week. So there will be a podcast for each set of fixtures. So there will be one at the start of next week after the weekend's fixtures and then one after the midweek fixtures as well. But now it's time to welcome our guest for this week, our guest manager and manager of the Low Fat Pizza 11. Please welcome Josh Whittaker. So, Josh, thank you for joining us. You are thank you for having me. currently fifth in the league yeah, uh, with I, I the am. Low Fat Pizza 11. Why are they called the Low Fat Pizza 11? It's a reference to um, the, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this video, but I'd say it's the greatest video in the history of football in which uh, the Aston Villa squad from about oh, 1995 yes. talk about uh, the food that they eat. Yes. Have you, re- have you seen this, John? No. This oh, is used mate, to be brilliant. It's incredible. Uh, and they all eat pasta because at the time, pasta was considered the height of footballing, kind of, of health. Uh, but Mark Bosnich claims he eats low-fat pizza at the weekend. He was having Wait. a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, yes, uh, I'm quickly Kevin. My 90s football podcast. We're obsessed with the idea of what low fat. I mean, I just don't even know what low fat pizza is. Sliced tomato. <laughs> of all the guys as well, Bosnich. He was Bosnich. so heavy. Yeah, he's yeah, just kidding I mean, himself, isn't he? He's going, oh no, it's low fat. His consumption of pizza was the least of the problems his body was dealing with. <laughs> It really shows how the technology of football has changed. That in the past, you could clearly be heavy, but you knew you wouldn't be weighed. But what might incriminate you is an interview you did. Whereas nowadays, (laughs) you can sort of go and do what you like, but you will be weighed when you get back in a way that... I mean, Leeds players can't put on a gram because it's known about, you know, they're just... I think Bosnish was putting on a gram at weekends. (laughs) Very Um... nice. There was a very good article, I mean, God, what a boring thing to say, but there's a very good article by Jonathan Liu in The Guardian today about the um, war zone that is ketchup in the modern game. Yes! Yes, will they be allowed ketchup? Yeah, now it's become such a kind of totemic symbol of a change in management. <laughs> Wasn't there a thing about Man City wanting blue ketchup? Yes, so Man City uh, wanted blue ketchup in their exec suites, maybe. Ugh. I don't know. I don't think I it was the players. It. it wasn't the it wasn't the players' loyalty that uh, <laughs> cut me, and I bleed blue ketchup. <laughs> How do you even make ketchup but, blue? Well, food coloring, presumably. 
But yeah, you'd have to put so much because it's inherently red. Yeah. It? Do, you know, Just, do you know how you make well, ketchup purple. blue? You tell it that uh, mayonnaise sales have gone through the roof. <laughs> am I right? <laughs> Lovely stuff. Do you know, we've sworn so much before you come on that this podcast isn't eligible for the under-11s, but that's such a sweet joke. It's worth clipping up and releasing. Um, Fordy had to write a children's story this week as part of his forfeit, and it was uh, crap. And that was a better bit of content for our I'm younger not listeners. Or, I'm, not steady, I'm not a children's author, am I? That hasn't oh, stopped yeah. a lot of people, Fordy. Yeah. Well, the forfeit came off the back of the news that Rebecca and Jamie Vardy are writing a children's story due, due to come out next year. Um, what do you make of that? Will you be buying that in the Whittingham household? Two kids there? Uh, no, I won't be, no. Do you want to hear the plucky story of a slug who gets into uh, goes from a non-league team to a Premier League team? But he's a bit naughty every now and again, but no one's allowed to say it because he's sometimes good for England. I'm guessing that's what the story will be about. Obviously, I'd say Jamie Vardy's the least interesting of the two authors there in terms of uh, life story. Rebecca Vardy, uh, if she was... Uh, let's not get into it because there's legal ramifications of pontificating about that case, I imagine. You, yeah. I mean, you, you, you have a greater amount of podcast experience than I do. So, um, if you say that's not worth getting into, then I will absolutely. Well, it's back less you up. podcast experience, more. Um, it's more would last you, leg. I think. Would you have them on the uh, parenting podcast, the Vardis? Uh, yes, in a effing heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting to the heart of the shrubbery maze. He's Why not worried you? about legals at all. He just wants to keep in with the Vardis. <laughs> Um, do you remember Jamie Vardy's house from when they uh, when Leicester won the league? There's footage that all the team watched the game at Jamie Vardy's house. Oh yes, that big party. Yeah, and there's the the a chandelier like I've never seen before or since. Like the size of the chandelier was incredible. Oh, I don't, he doesn't look like a chandelier type of guy. No, but that's the thing with footballers, though, isn't it? They don't actually have any taste. So they just buy the things that... Because they basically leave school at 11, and all they do is talk to other footballers, and then they get loads of money. Their houses look like you've given an 11-year-old £50 million. <laughs> and they just want... Well, they've seen Home Alone, so they want the chandelier from the Plaza Hotel foyer. They'll have, all, like... All the fans of Only Fools and Horses. A custom-built Diamante slush puppy dispenser or something like that. They just didn't actually understand. There's no art in there, is there? The only footballer I remember being into art was David James was into art. Yes. Um, and then um, that was considered such a kind of weakness that uh, do you remember Rear Ferdinand's World Cup wind-ups? Yeah. Yes. I don't know what, was that 2002 or 2006? Whichever one it was, anyway. He murked David James. Uh, <laughs> because uh, by I tricking him to go to an art gallery and look at loads of shit art and like kind of convince him that it was good, that kind of... Did you ever see that terrible Liverpool documentary that was just a puff piece? No, when Brendan Rodgers had the picture on his wall. Yeah, and he would touch people's faces a lot. It was all a bit weird. Um, but it was narrated by Clive Owen. But there was a bit yeah. where it was like they'd really earnest commentary go, Stephen Gerrard keeps his feet on the ground by leading a normal family life. And it then literally cuts to Gerrard walking down a cream corridor with portraits <laughs> of himself on the walls and like three chandeliers. <laughs> I don't know whether they were doing it to be deliberately funny, <laughs> but it was the worst clip to follow that sentence they could have picked. Have you ever seen Michael Owen's trophy room? Oh my God. It sounds like a horror film. <laughs> it's just all seven heads. It's a horror film in the... Um... It's a room that's much more empty than people imagined in 1998. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> uh, but he's got his uh, Bologna ore that he astonishingly won. Yeah. Uh, on a uh, on a revolving plinth. So it's constantly revolving. We always make a role of being nicer to our guests because obviously you take time to enter the league. Um, but Matt and I have regular discussions about pronunciation of foreign players' names and foreign words. I've got to have a quick chat to you about the pronunciation of Ballon d'Or. <laughs> Balloon d'Or. <laughs> yeah. Is it, uh, what, what, what is that? Is that a, a hatred of the French? Or why do you refuse to concede to the apostrophe there as if it's four full stops? Um, I don't know. I think I, I was always a huge fan of Terence Trent at Arby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm taking that through. Um, yeah, so it's Ballon d'Or, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't mind. I, yeah, I like no, it, it. No, it is. It is. What are you saying? Let's not pick me up on it, and then when I go with the correct pronunciation, <laughs> go. Is it? Is it? 
me and Lucy have these arguments all the time where she'll use a phrase. She, this week she was talking to me about she, she'd had a reunion with some friends and she was like, do you know, I've just missed them so much. You know, they're just my best friends. You know, we're just like chalk and cheese. And I had to be like, Ugh. if I pick her up on it, she gets angry. If I don't pick her up on it, she'll then use it again in a meeting and then get really annoyed at me. And she'll say, I said chalk and cheese in a meeting about two things I really like. And they all laughed at me. And I said, yeah, you did that the other week, but I didn't want to tell you. You just can't win. I'll be interviewing for the Man United job and I'll say Belonda or, and it'll count me out. (laughs) I I don't think so. (laughs) Very true. Should we get into your squad? Yeah. I mean, fifth is very good. And I only say that because I'm fourth and I'm trying to flatter you. What what sort of hours are you putting into your team? So I can't put too much in because um, I don't want it to mean too much to me. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. You're guarding against becoming too involved. You don't want to get sucked in. Yeah, I don't want to get sucked in, but I don't want to do badly. So I'm, and I also am trying to just do it on instinct rather than do it on um, overthinking. And then when I have made changes, they've always backfired. And so part of me is now thinking I should be a kind of Brian Clough figure who doesn't really actually do much except kind of <gasps> give my players a slug of whiskey before they go out. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That kind of old style, old style management. I think I'm fifth because I haven't been making changes, though. Because I speak mm. to people like Ivo or Alex Brooker, they'll have talked themselves into... The, base, the reason I'm fifth is Salah has been my captain every week. Yes. And other people have tried to overthink that, like Pep Guardiola in the latter stages of the Champions League every year. Whereas... I find that infuriating. That there's two weeks I haven't captain Seller, and it's cost me, I think, forty points. Exactly, which is just ridiculously unfair. Yeah. So if you haven't fiddled with your team much, so looking at the team, you've got some really sort of Cancelo is a wonderful uh, Cancelo yeah. and Livramento. Have you had them from the beginning? Then yes, that's I have, a, yeah. that's great team selection. That really is very good. Who were the changes you made then? I dropped Ollie Watkins, which was... Ollie Watkins was in the team purely because he used to go to my school. Yes. Personal. It's personal. Yeah. And he scored twice in two games since, I think. And I should have stuck with him because he went to my school. And that's so rare that someone's gone to your school and I've never had it before. You talked about loyalty a second ago and then dropped a guy you actually knew. <laughs> Just to be very clear, we're very different ages. Like he's not 38. Of course, yeah, yeah. I wasn't held back 15 years. <laughs> like in an American sitcom. Yeah. There's always the jock. So I dropped Holly Watkins. I regret that. This is why I try and not think too much about it. You know what How I mean? How do you maintain that? Because I find that very interesting because I cannot i am in and i'm all in and it's yeah. it's all or nothing i either well, end the game with euphoric in. or absolutely crestfallen and i can't imagine but I can't, spending less time on it would change those emotions i can't deal with those emotions. like i can't get sucked in like that again also it's a real big advantage that i work on friday nights i've always got that distraction later in the week that i'm not thinking about it Yes, of course. So you you um you prepare the last leg, do you? <laughs> no, but you've got to turn up, John. <laughs> I think FPL is a bit like the stock market in that you have to hold your nerve over the medium to long term. Yes. And just yes. think of it as like this is like a kind of investment fund for 15, 20 years rather than, oh, God, if the value of the market drops, I've got to get all my cash out. Yeah. And I just think I haven't done that. I've panicked and I am behind Rob Beckett. Who literally yeah. just pressed lucky dip and doesn't really couldn't care less about what happens to his team. Yeah. I really want to test whether the curse has been broken by giving Matt Ford fifty pounds to invest in the stock market and finding out if by Christmas you're in prison or homeless and destitute. Okay. Well, all I would say is um it, it, it would take longer to figure out whether I'd done well, wouldn't it? You'd have to come back to me in 15 years and see if I was in prison. I don't know. I, I mean, the curse, as strong then. as it was, look at what you did to Harry Kane. I've ended his Spurs career, basically. His Premier, I mean, I really feel sorry for him. He'll be all right. He's not eating ketchup now, so he'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, 
someone whose team lost to Spurs this weekend. This is not a conversation I should be joining Sorry. in on, really. I think they're still a very good outfit, and they've got a lot of places they can score from, apart from Harry Kane. The, the, but this <sighs> is the thing, is that I heard you kind of talking last week, John, about um, personality default that put yourself central. What was it? Uh, oh, narcissistic, oh, narcissistic disorder, yeah. yeah. So... Um, I went to see Plymouth at the weekend. I hadn't seen them win in so long. And we hadn't lost since the opening day of the season. And then we lost this weekend, the first game I went to. I know it's not me, but you can't help yeah. but you can't help but think it's me. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, and people get in your head with that. The Bielsa season where we were going to go up, it was my dad's 70th birthday, and I deliberately held off. I said, look, we'll go to a game. For you. My dad's why I'm a Leeds fan. So it was a very emotional thing. We haven't been yeah. together for for decades to a game. So I was like, I'm going to take you to a game. I'll get us, you know, posh seats. Um, and I'm going to pick a game we're definitely going to win. So I picked Wigan at home, who were already down by that point. Yeah. And we lost. And I genuinely didn't go back for weeks. I was like, yeah. that, that is a horrific result. And I can only assume it's because I'd planned a special Yeah, event. yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. You were like those Arsenal players with the 50 not out shirts under their shirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah you That's it. You'd already considering what was happening. I had the happy 70th birthday dad's t-shirt and I was going to streak um, <laughs> when we scored our third goal. Compare the the fear you have about getting too embroiled in FPL and what effect that will have on your life with the real life experience of going to see Plymouth for the first time in ages and it being their first loss. Um, do you know what? I get over these things very quickly these days. I, I don't subscribe really to the Nick Hornby world of um, it ruining your weekend or anything. Even when we lost in the final of the Euros, I was over it in about an hour. Yeah, because... Why do you hate our way of life? As <laughs> a text conversation about it this week, man. Forty, literally, we WhatsApped literally this week saying I still think about it regularly, and actually, the further it gets from it, the worse I feel about it. Because at the time, it had been such a euphoric tournament in such a horrific global year. Now I look back and I think, oh, sh- we should have won that. Yeah, and I would hate to watch the highlights, but I oh, isolate I myself from all of that. But I'm quite good at compartmentalizing sport these days i literally cried about it this week <laughs> cried <laughs> Did you cried cry? yeah oh god yeah 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 so good Brooke, i I've, i'm quite good at going i don't know i used to be very bad at it like i remember <laughs> when plymouth went down at burnley in 1998 i remember crying yeah. i cried at year 96 um and like 2006 i was particularly gutted because i really thought we were gonna i i thought i approached 2006 like you approached leeds v wigan john yeah. in the in the feeling this that it. this is destiny I, there's something has happened that i'm able to turn that kind of part of my life it's the emotional the and i can go was the moment when luke shaw scored that's still t- totally magical to me mm. even though we lost which i, I know I'll is give mad. you that I mean, that, that remains one of the best moments I've ever had in a stadium yeah. watching oh, a game. God, it was special. You know what the bit that makes me cry is Harry Kane's interview after the Germany game. That's what gets me. I, at that point, I really, really thought we were going to do it. And I can't believe it was taken away from us, man. But I don't really mind. I, in many ways, I kind of come to the conclusion that if we do do it, then what, what have we got left? Do you know what I, I mean? I know, but that's like, great. That'd be great to not have to worry all the time. Yeah, like, just done this- it. The sweet, the sweet sanctuary of death. That's all that remains. You can tick everything off your list and say, right, everything now is a bonus. Does it? What I want to know is, does it affect? Because I think what you're talking about is ultimately a very healthy attitude, and I do think having kids is a big part of that. Yeah, and I have. Yeah. There's nothing better to get home to than a child that does not understand football, and you just think, yeah. if I ruin your afternoon because Leeds have lost, I yeah, am exactly, break. yeah, and that that definitely helps you at the tail end. Yeah, but you've got to retain some of that jeopardy of if this goes badly it's going to ruin my week totally. month yeah, year totally. because otherwise you don't have that joy going in of oh no exactly it's it's how much do you want to ride on which roller coaster do you want to ride and i think in the last five years i've chosen alton towers to six to cbb's land <laughs> you, know? you can still have a good time no you can still have a good time 
I'm not on oblivion, but you know, <laughs> I'm still having I'm still having a fun day out. Yeah, I mean, what's mad is you weren't here for our chat earlier, but you're calling back to all the things Fordy and I have already discussed. Oh, really? And we discussed roller coasters earlier, and it makes me think that actually Matt Ford's FPL experience has been similar to his roller coaster experience. He signed up, he got involved, he was on the ride, and at the last minute, he just seems to have pulled out. <laughs> well. Well, no, if anything, I've become too involved in the ride, haven't I? This is the thing. I've become I'm so emotionally invested in this thing. I'm constantly trying to make the changes that will change my luck, that will change my fortunes. Yeah. I'm too yeah. deep in. Yeah. And you know what? And I think what is unhealthy about my approach, so I didn't realise this to be such a kind of psychologically in-depth discussion, mm. but I think one of the problems is one of the ways I stop everything getting too serious is if it all goes wrong, I just isolate myself completely from it. So I would never watch match of the day if the results had gone against how I wanted them to. Like, yeah, go, I agree. People will go, did you see Ronaldo's goals in his debut again for Man U? And I'll go, no, absolutely not. Because I don't want to be exposed to that. I'd prefer to pretend it's never happened. <laughs> like it's radiation. No, I totally yeah. agree. Match of the day for me is an all or nothing it, yeah. If if any part of it is going to annoy me, I just can't be bothered anymore. And I used to have them on sort of Sky Planner and I'd be able to watch them on like a Tuesday. And now by Monday, I just think I have to have moved on emotionally from this. Otherwise, are there any people in the league that you particularly want to beat? Obviously, Alex Brooker. Yeah. Uh, but that's not a problem. I'll, I'll beat him. He's not very good at it. <laughs> I just think he'll make last minute changes and it's so rare. You're 130 points ahead of him at the moment. Yeah. Do you know what a phrase you never hear is? No, I'm not 130 points ahead of him. I'm, I'm 80 points ahead of him, aren't I? Oh, no, sorry. I'm looking at me. Yeah, I'm yeah. Look, I, was, I was looking at my score. There we go. Narcissistic personality disorder. Um, <laughs> do you know what you never hear from people who play fantasy football is, I made a last minute change and it really paid off. <laughs> oh, and God. Is, no one has ever, from what I can tell, changed their captain at the last minute and gone that was the best decision I ever made it's always I changed my captain and it was Salah who I dropped and he scored a hat trick it's always that and Brooker is the king of the last minute change it would be awful to be managed by Alex Brooker because he'd put up the team sheet and then he'd amend it but then (laughs) then there must be people out there I mean email us hello at cpfpl.com that do this last minute change and it works like just statistically there must be there's so many people play the game someone must have Maybe we just don't know any of them. I met someone at a um, four-year-old's birthday party. Did I tell you about this? Who who last year had been in the running. He'd been about 200th. Oh, my God. And what and did, did you do? tap them up for tips? This will be a really revealing moment as to whether you're really like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be sort of controlled and sort of be in it, but not in it. When he told you that, were you like, tell me everything? I wasn't like, tell me everything, because I also, I don't want to be told that everything I'm doing is wrong. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Certainly not when you're trying to find the volivants and like the sausages. Oh, chill out, yeah. mate. <laughs> the the thing I remember most from my conversation with him, he basically spoke because I my pomp was when I was in my early twenties, fantasy football league rise, the mid two thousand, and he spoke to me like I was. Um, you know when Joe Kinnear came back to Newcastle and football had moved on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, and he he spoke to me like. I'd come back and I was still using the old methods. He said, it's now a squad game. Ooh. It's not about just having three of the cheapest players on your bench and loading your team. Okay. That's very interesting because I've been told the exact opposite. Yeah, Spend your money. I think Richard Osman in our first or second episodes was get your 11 out and then do whatever you have to do on your bench. Yeah, Richard Osman, a.k.a. Bob Paisley. Keep up, mate. He's from the (laughs) park. So the kids are building a squad, are they? So they're This literally... is what this guy told me. Right. If you want to compete at the highest level, that's what you've got to do these but days. But you can't do that, can you? Especially how this season is going. We all know the players are doing well and they're expensive. If you want Trent Alexander-Arnold, which you have to to keep up, if you want Salah, which you have to to keep up, if you want Cancelo, which you have to to keep up, that's going to set you back so much of your budget that you can't have a good squad because you're going to have to sign a few crap cheap players. Well, I've got his number from the um, nursery WhatsApp group. If you want me to, <laughs> to yeah, put you I wouldn't in touch mind. Well, I'll just John. rock up at the next party. I'll just, I'll just until caretake? I get thrown out. Yeah, it's that guy who keeps just banging on about squad value. What? Which kid has he got? Oh, he hasn't got one. Right, we need to deal with this. How old's this guy? What does he look like? What does he do for a living? 
Uh, he's... What's his name? Where does he live? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's moved away now, actually. So yeah, I don't I bet know he has. as a result of that conversation. Do you know what? He was back for one party only. Um, <laughs> like, <'cause> his, <laughs> Swans was... in. How good is this guy at parties? <laughs> he's back because his kid was his best friends with this other kid. So it was like a return. And now I wonder whether it was all just an illusion in my mind. <laughs> like, kind of. <laughs> His dad sounds so enigmatic. Oh, just swans man. back into everyone's life. Did you hear Phil was back? Oh, no. I knew I should have gone to that party. <laughs> if word gets round that one of the dads at the party is 200th in FPL, he must have an awful time. He must just want to, he must just be like turning up and wanting to talk about something else. And all he, he was, gets is. I can tell you now, he wasn't wanting to talk about something else. <laughs> sounds mysterious, this guy. <laughs> It was an interesting conversation, but I haven't taken any of it on because I don't, I didn't really trust. What I really needed to do was see his team. Do you oh know what I mean? God, can I tell you now on behalf, how many of our listeners, have, what you've basically said is, oh, do you know who I sat next to on a plane? Alan Sugar. But I didn't feel like talking about business. So you've just told yeah. our listeners, you met someone who's 200 in FPL but you didn't want to retain any of the information. There are people screaming now at their devices saying, give us something. Realistically, though, if I did sit next to Alan Sugar on a plane, I wouldn't talk about business. I'd talk about the filming of The Apprentice. <laughs> I'd just, I'd just Why are you flying on. EasyJet? Well, wouldn't your, first, your first question wouldn't be, tell me more about the beginning of Amstrad. You'd say, so it's not a real boardroom, is it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you film all those sequences where they leave at the beginning. <laughs> so they've already filmed being fired. You make them look sad week one. Did you hear about my mate who put 50 quid in stocks and shares and now he's in Guantanamo Bay? <laughs> We've got to offer you a prize, Josh, for a few beaters this week. But depressingly, okay. you just sound really sort of at one with your life. You, you sound like you can sort of take football in its stride. You can enjoy it, but you no, don't really get your I'm not at one with other down. bits of my life, but football I can deal with. All right, with. well, what, 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 what other aspect of your life can we help you with? Oh, I don't like any of the rest of it. Okay. <laughs> 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 Would you get your big bottle of whiskey? <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, lovely. Yeah. Well, so you want you want me to say what I want? Well, I, I I've been racking my brain while you've been talking. I'm in short of tickets to see Baby's Land, but it's closed at the moment, and I know that because I tried to go last week um, <laughs> with my daughter. Has yeah, to yeah of course, out. of course. Um, but um, I, do, I do really like it there, and I like the Sea Baby's Land Hotel. I'll take something from the '90s, please, John. Oh, that's a good idea. Lovely. Um, okay. I've got, oh, I don't think I can give it away. I don't think I'm, um, there would have to be some caveat, but I've got an original Euro 96 uh, single duvet cover. But I, I think I love it too much to I get rid of it. I wouldn't give that away. Just but what, what I have got from, from oh, the... I've f- just scored against Plymouth. now this is a real test of my, uh, of my ability to um, deal with things. This is a real, a, real test. Anyway, let's carry on because I'm feeling fine. What's your favourite 90s film? Um, my favourite 90s film? I don't know. What sort of genre are you into? Well, uh, do you know what? Because it's Sam fo- Fox just... playing for Wickham. Oh, wow. don't, don't twist the knife, John. I have no idea who's at Wickham. Goal machine. F*** off. Um, <laughs> maybe I'm not who I claimed I was in the first place. <laughs> Got a lot of VHS knocking about. There's a chance I might have one of your favourite films on VHS. Okay, have you got Up and Under starring Samantha Janus? <laughs> <laughs> Along with everyone else in the country? No. Um, well, I might be able to get it. Um, oh, we can get it on DVD. Up and Under with Samantha Janus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get you that. Got to be okay, VHS. Yeah, Amazon Prime. So it'll arrive right. the following day. Imagine being in the warehouse. Boxing that up, thinking, what's going on here then? Who on earth? It's, it's on eBay. It's on eBay on VHS. Now I sort of want it. Oh, do you? I saw it at the cinema. Oh, my Arthur's God. only passions in life are his wife, Doreen, and rugby league. When he Who? hears about the cobblers and their corrupt manager, Arthur bets his life savings that he can train any team to beat them. He enlists gym owner Hazel Scott to save himself from a possible financial ruin and the wrath of his wife. Do, do you know what I'm going to do? That sounds like a different I'm, film to the one I'm he, looking at. I'm, I'm going to buy that for Adam Hills for Christmas because he likes rugby league. I'm yeah. in the tagline, up and under, six men, 
one woman, no balls. Lovely. Gary Olsen, Neil Morrissey, Samantha Janis, Tony Slattery and Griff Rhys-Jones. What a cast. How have I not seen this film? I might get us three copies of this, actually. We can all yeah. watch it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, let's have a date night. I mean, a movie night. I mean, a lads' night. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, absolutely thrash us, I'm also going to get you a Michael Owen style revolving uh, plinth to put it on. Okay, so you can great. display it I'd in your living that. room. I'd really enjoy that. Lovely. Thank you so much. Cheers, hey, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. See you later. Good luck, mate. Thank you for joining us. Oh, pleasure. Bye. Yeah. Time now for Hit the Post. This time is Hit the Post. I'm going to read out some of the messages we've been getting. Um, someone, by the way, set up a Vinnie Van Der Veet Twitter account. Yeah. Um, at Vinnie Van Der Veet. It's not you. No, it's not me. You're not trying to break him out. You haven't got him an agent or anything. I don't think he needs one, mate. I just think he's raw talent. I think the stars will guide him. Yeah. Where is he? Why are you not doing it now? Can I be honest? Yes. The eczema on my hand is terrible. And if I... Curse of Vinnie Vandermeer. If I stick my hand up that, Oh, John. <laughs> the, it, I clawed at it after last week. I'm sorry. I'm delighted that you're allergic to Vinnie Vandermeer, and yeah. so will our listeners be. Can I continue to be flabbergasted that whilst I cannot see you on the video, your commitment to this flea-ridden piece of crap <laughs> is that... You won't even do the voice when you've got a perfectly legitimate reason to do the voice without having the puppet on. Are you saying that your commitment is such that you won't do the voice because you can't wear the puppet? When you say it like that, it sounds mad. To me, it sounds entirely it is natural. Mad. That if, he's, if I'm not putting my hand up, Vinnie Van Der Vee, I can see him now. I can't do his voice when I'm not But you could stick him. a rolling pin up there. <laughs> no, 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 no. Stick I a rolling couldn't. pin right up there. Spit on the end of a rolling pin, shove it up there. <laughs> <laughs> do the voice. I couldn't do that. I couldn't. I genuinely couldn't do that. It just is doesn't... it both hands then? Are you not an ambidextrous puppeteer? Is the eczema in both hands? It is on both hands. And, right. and anyway, I can only... Re... Vinny really only exists on my right hand. It's only there. <laughs> where... <laughs> um, and that's the only that. reason you've got sores and blisters on, on my hands. Let's be clear. <laughs> Oh, Matt, they look, they look like, um, it's like zombie flesh. It's just so embarrassing. I had to get someone to open a bottle of water for me the other day. Are, are you telling the listeners that there's a week off Vinny this week? You're going to read them in a normal voice? Yes, I shall just read them as myself. Oh, bliss. Absolute. There's, there's an upside. Anyway, this is uh, from Adam. He says, hi, John, and to a lesser extent, Matt. Um, <laughs> cheers, Adam. Uh, he says, just to let you know, I had my Twitter account suspended. He's <laughs> saying that I wished for Vinny to be shot and for a gorilla to make love to the brain hole. Jesus. He said, apparently that violated their violence policy. Kill the puppet, Adam. That level of detail concerns me. If he just said, I'll kill Vinny. But that, oh, I don't know. That, that troubles me. Do you know me, what upsets me? You and I have both received more offensive tweets than that from accounts that were not suspended. So oh, even God. Twitter is protecting this towel of pain and misery because I've reported <laughs> tweets like that about me and nothing right. I've been told afterwards. We've looked at it and actually it's all right. And yet to do that about a fictional sock. I know. And he's had his Twitter account suspended. Twitter like Vinny. Yeah, sadly so. Just proves that that format needs to be brought into the 21st century. You can tweet us as well, obviously, at ComediansFPL, as well as emailing us, hello, at cpfpl.com. Each week we do a star listener. Mm. Now, you might remember a couple of weeks ago, I said this was for anyone watching Cobra Cyber War, and we got zilch. Well, Liam Turvey's got in touch. Said, well, I don't understand all the uh, jargon in Cobra Cyber War. It, what is going on with our pronunciation today? We're very tired, Teddy. Is this the curse? Is this <gasps> the curse is now like a literal viral infection? Do you feel like yeah, I asked you this earlier? I don't think you are cursed anymore. Uh, someone is because a, a force that powerful, you know, it's like when the sort of thing comes out of the painting in Ghostbusters. It doesn't. It goes somewhere. It's like poltergeist. You know, it's a somebody somewhere is cursed. If you think it's you, get in touch. If if yes. everything's gone bad, either in your FPL team or in your life, if you think you've inherited the curse of Matt Ford, then get in touch. Hello yeah. at cpfpl.com. You've got to let us know. Now, last week, John, you gave a shout out to anyone watching Oi Frog. My Reading. 
uh, sorry, reading. But they could be watching someone else reading it. So, you know, I was kind of yeah, If they were six, I have a six-year-old listener. Can I just say, uh, I'm watching someone read. Uh, Oi, Frog, at the moment, it's my dad. I love the stuff about the curse, and I love how shit Fordy is. Nighty-night. <laughs> in fact, get in touch if you think you're our youngest listener. Hello at cpfpl.com. We should try and find our oldest listener as well. Hello at cpfpl.com. Yeah, I like that. Don't lie. Yeah, don't lie. Don't lead don't us lie. on. Though. I'm 108 and I'll never miss an episode. John had so many messages about Have we? Frog. Oh, oh my wonderful. God, deluged. Uh, Stephen B gets in touch. Says, great to hear a shout out for the people who enjoy the Oi series, myself oi, being oi. one. Uh, yeah, that'd be a good one. Oi, Oi, Frog, which was a, a slightly larrier version. Big is a favourite in our house. Oi, cat, sit on that. <laughs> <laughs> He, well, this is what Stephen says. I personally go with a slightly threatening Cockney cat. Oh, very interesting. And a dopey Scottish dog who would probably still beat Ford at FPL. Very nice. I, I'm I'm interested that you go with a threatening Cockney for the cat because I always play the cat as a sort of sneering posh. Will you stop talking about my bottom? That's how I do the cat. Yeah, but you've gone for a posh frog, and I don't think you can have. You wouldn't get a posh frog, would you? Um, No, I I think you're right to do. I do the dog dopey. Yeah, but you're right to do the cat posh. That's cats are posh. I'm really putting Elsie off cats week by week. She's learning because the more of the stories we read, the cat is always the villain. So who are we going to dedicate the show to this week? Oi, frog, smashed it. Yes, I've enjoyed those emails. I've enjoyed feeling like part of a community. Here we go. This is for anyone whose favourite drink is water. Oh, sod off. What? We don't have any of those sort listening. I bet we've got tons of them. Water is a great drink. It's my favourite drink. I, I drink hate a lot it. Of it. How can you hate water? That makes sense so silly. It it's sound like a naughty. It's so refreshing. I mean, right, okay, I'm going to go. So refreshing. What do you drink during the day then when you're thirsty? What, what are you topping no, up? I mean, got... literally nothing. It is ridiculous. What? Uh, Why I do got, you drink? Uh, genuinely, I got to about six o'clock tonight and my eyes looked sunken and I thought, God, I'm exhausted. I'm so thirsty. And I realized I hadn't had a drink since I had a coffee this morning. Okay, take a, take a leaf out of my book. Right? What you need to do? <laughs> <laughs> what you need to do, man? Let me tell you what you need to do, man. If you're at home during the day, just get yourself a pint glass first thing in the morning, give yourself a pint of water, and then just top it up throughout the day. If you're going out, get a bottle. Oh, yeah, use a cup. That's a really good tip, mate. So when I'm at home, use a cup to drink out of. You think I am a simpleton? You're supposed to drink two litres of water a day, aren't you? I mean, I drink about ten pints of water every day. I love it. (sighs) If my pee is ever not clear, I'm like, whoa. Oh, mine comes out in shards. Oh, God. I I have to pick it it out. It's like picking my nose. It's like gravy. Yeah, it's horrible. Sometimes it doesn't even disperse in the water, like genuinely. It'll run into the water, but it's like um, a lava lamp. Like balsamic in olive oil when you go to a restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Chasing it around the bowl. Get here, you little... Sometimes my pee is so strong, it's like bloody balsamic in the old olive oil. <laughs> what was your thing earlier this series that was a really like? It was about vintage wine. <laughs> Perfectly <laughs> about right. Vintage wine. So, anyone whose favourite drink is water. Yeah, hopefully that's lots of you. Right. Is that how you end a podcast? Congratulations to everyone who's drinking water. Yeah. Well, I'd love to sit here and talk all night with you, Matthew, about water and its many benefits. But sadly, that's all we've got time for. We've got our first midweek games in the Premier League next week. So we will be bringing you two podcasts uh, in the first released on Monday. We'll be catching up with Josh Widdicombe, see how he's got on this week. We will also be finding out whose calves you will be seeing 12 pictures of, depending on who's lost this week. Very exciting. Remember to send us forfeit ideas or questions for any of our guests. Tweet us at ComediansFPL or email us hello at CPFPL. And don't forget to leave a review. This is really important. We know that so many of you like the show, but if you just leave a review, it helps other people find it. So whatever device you're listening on now, leave us a five star, say something nice. And, you know, it's the only league that I'm going to travel up is the podcast league because I'm not going anywhere in the FPL league. So at least give me that. And good luck in game week 13. Bye. Bye.